Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. The three best ways to self-sabotage. Yes, we're talking about that dreaded thing, that self-sabotage, the pain we create for ourselves by being our own undoing. I know many people who have gone after great career goals or educational goals only to sabotage it right when they're almost there. I've worked with people in recovery over decades, and I've seen so many people almost get to that milestone and then blow it up. Or better yet, get in a really great relationship and be really happy and then begin to mess it up. Because self-sabotage comes from the fear of success. It can be fueled by complicated grief, simple grief. It can be fueled by fear and all kinds of things. But I have three ways that I can always tell when self-sabotage is in the air, both with myself, with my clients, in the world, I just listen for it. And I want to talk about those three things, because if you're aware of those three things that create self-sabotage, you too can pay attention and make some different choices if you're going down a self-sabotage road, knowingly or unknowingly. Now, the first one of these ways to self-sabotage, I guess, is making excuses. And now people laugh about this and people laugh at me and go, oh, I can't believe you're so sensitive to excuses. Well, because excuses show that something's not quite in integrity, something's not quite in alignment. Now, you can be making an excuse for you, but you could also be making an excuse for someone else. That's even more dangerous. So when we excuse away non-acceptable behavior in another or in ourselves, we are setting ourselves up for self-sabotage. When I'm in that place where I am not in alignment, it's easy to make an excuse. And think about it. When was the last time you made an excuse? Well, it was because, you know, I've had people say, well, I don't call you, Diane, because you're always busy. Well, they're making an excuse for something that's not real. So they're sabotaging their ability to connect with me and blaming it on me, which is another one of the three things, blame. But it's an easy, convenient way to use an excuse, right, to not take responsibility, to not take accountability, to not do the right thing and not be successful at whatever we're trying to do. I can't do it. I don't know how. I think I've heard, I don't know, so many times in all of those things. And instead of saying, well, I'm open, there's different things we can say. I'll get to that in a minute. The point is when we're making an excuse, something's not right. There's some form of integrity that's off. Sometimes it's way off. Sometimes it's a little bit off. If you find yourself making excuses for other people, watch it. Because first of all, it's none of your business. And second of all, you are crossing some boundaries in an internal way that may not serve anybody. So I have a friend of mine who was recently struggling. She was kind of depressed. And instead of making an excuse for the state of affairs at her office and her work and the things I knew were going on in her life and saying, well, she's just depressed because of blah, blah, blah. 
What if I said something like, huh, let me be curious about what's going on because it may not have anything to do with what I think. So, and it might not even be depression she has. We don't know unless we ask. So excuses, that's the number one way we sabotage ourselves. The second best way that we sabotage ourselves is blame. Focusing our attention on something else and holding it allegedly accountable or responsible for whatever it is that's going wrong in our life. Yeah, blame. Blame is a form of self-sabotage. Blame causes all kinds of misinformation, heartache, anger, fear, grief, causes all kinds of separation, disconnection, loneliness. So blaming anyone at all is really out of spiritual alignment. Now I have some episodes on this on this show about spiritual principles and leadership and things. You can go listen to those. But the point is here is that when I am blaming and I'm focusing my finger at you, there's three pointing back at me. So everything I say about you or about whatever it is, is also true in me on some level, or I wouldn't even be noticing it or upset or blaming it about you. Now, that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, and they might argue with me. It doesn't always look the same. Well, I'm dying, that person steals, and I'm not a thief. Well, what do you think underlines their, their thievery, right? Maybe it's fear of not getting what they want or not having what they need. And then what I ask would ask you is, how do you show the fear of not getting what you want or not getting what you need? And it's in there. It just might look different. So it's also true that if I blame someone for, for myself for something, right? If I blame another person or I blame me, it doesn't make sense to blame because it sets up the dynamic of self-sabotage. It sets up the, I'm not going to quite make it. Well, I'm short, so I'll never be able to reach that goal, or I'm too old to do that, or too much time has gone by. You know, oh, if only my, you know, teacher would have taught me that, then I wouldn't be where I am. All those things that are like blaming, they don't work. Third thing is, is explaining away and over talking. I can always tell when people love to be in their talk, 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 talk mode, you know, and I ask, I might ask a simple question and then they go on for 40 minutes explaining this, explaining that, explaining this, explaining that without being asked for an explanation or just going on and on and on and on. That is a person who is setting themselves up to sabotage themselves knowingly or unknowingly. So the more awareness we have in our words, our actions, our behaviors, the more awareness we have, then we can go a step deeper and look at our motive, look at what's underneath it what is fueling us, what matters to us really, and how are we willing to stand up for that? And probably we will run into a belief system or two that needs to be rectified in order to not sabotage ourselves. Because in our culture, in our world, there are sometimes often beliefs in us that don't belong any longer that were given to us by another generation, by someone else, or that we adopted, and they're no longer relevant. So it's important for us. It's very important for all of us to get clear here. And if we don't want to sabotage anymore, we don't want to have to keep starting over. We don't want to have to keep blowing up our life to get where we're going. We don't want to have to keep going through pain and trauma and turmoil and chaos. When you're tired of that level of self-sabotage, 
Why do I always get, I had a client the other day, why do I always get in the same relationships with the same kinds of people, just different names? Well, because it's time to start looking at underneath, the feelings underneath, what is going on really? And so I can always tell when somebody's blaming lots of other different people. I had a client that was blaming people of other races and people of other socioeconomic statuses and people of other belief systems. And that person is still really struggling. They have a really hard time being open to the fact that that level of blame that they're, that they are saying is just conversation. The denial is so great that this person doesn't even see that what they're doing is blame. Yeah. And he, um, he, he's learning, he's starting to learn because I think his wife is helping him see that sometimes when you get in those things and you start pointing fingers, that's blame every time. And it can be veiled in, well, I'm just holding them accountable. That's self-righteousness, right? It can be veiled in all kinds of forms. But the truth is, if in your heart, you are blaming another person, institution, group of people, yourself, you're counted in the person, right? Blame, pointing a finger and holding that as the reason why you're not getting where you want to go or doing what you want to have or, or believing in what you want to believe, like you're holding that responsible. That blame is sabotaging your own happiness, your own success, your own fulfillment, your own belonging, and it will create loneliness and disconnection and discord. Just like over-explaining. Have you ever heard anybody who, who loves to hear themselves talk? That's a lot of popular people say about it. It's just always talking and explaining everything. I know somebody who always is explaining the traditions of, of this person's religion as they're speaking and always explaining without really paying attention to the listener. And I think it's a habit and it's fine. But when we keep explaining all the time, it couldn't be off-putting to people because maybe the listener already understands. Or maybe in the explanation, you don't give the listener a chance to ask a question or, or say something. Or sometimes people who are just explaining all the time are explaining in order to not feel the feeling that goes underneath it. Recently, I know somebody who lost a loved one and, and it was very, very hard for them. And they were explaining all the external situations. And that was a way for them to medicate or cover the grief and sadness that they were feeling and the fear of, of not having this person in their life. And so they were sabotaging their work. They were sabotaging their relationships. They were sabotaging their own happiness by using explanations to, to cover over important emotions. That's how an explanation can, it's one way, an explanation can sabotage. Same thing when we explain away things other people do. Oh, well, that person's just having a hard day. And then pretty soon you're being taken advantage of or, or they're in trouble or they're harmed. And we were explaining away something that should have been listened to and paid attention to. Happens a lot in addiction. Oh, they're just having a bad day. They're just drunk this weekend. Well, when they do it five or six weekends in a row, and now pretty soon they need a detox center, maybe if we didn't explain it away all the time and we said, huh, this behavior isn't acceptable, maybe then a boundary can help bring greater connection. Just maybe. So many factors. And then, of course, making excuses is a big one. Making excuses for anything. Oh, my foot hurts. Oh, this hurts. Oh, what about that? 
you know, I'm recovering from a lot of physical pain and, and it's really easy for me to say, well, I didn't do it because it hurt. That's true. It's an, that's a true statement. But if I say it as an excuse to not do what needs to happen, then I need to look at that. You know, is it a valid statement and that's true or is it an excuse to not rise to the level I know I'm able to? And only each person, each one of us, only we know the answer to that question. So it's important to discern, am I making an excuse? Am I explaining something away? What am I doing? Anytime those behaviors, those words, those actions come out of someone's mouth or their behavior, uh, my little radar peek up a little bit and go, what's going on here? What's going on here? Because a person in full alignment and integrity doesn't need either any of these three things. They speak clearly and cleanly and excuses don't matter and they don't blame and, and these things don't happen. So when you're off balance and you catch yourself blaming and making excuses, stop for a minute, take a few breaths, align yourself with who you truly are, check your motives, then see if any place in there, there is self-sabotage or the fear of success. I'll bet that's where you find it. And only then with that awareness, can you free yourself from it? That'll be another podcast episode, how to free ourselves from it. But one way to do it is first tell ourselves the truth. Tell yourself the truth. Yep. I blame, I've been blaming my mom for the last 50 years because she didn't say she loved me enough. What are you going to do about it? I'm blaming my third grade teacher. Not, you know, I'm making all this up, right? I blame my third grade math teacher because he looked at me funny. I blame my first boyfriend, you know, who did X, Y, Z. All right. Or even if I want to blame a recent person, a recent client who didn't hold up their end of the bargain in our relationship, how is that going to serve holding on to the blame? It will sabotage every time. So when we hold on to those things, we're creating a cycle in ourselves that makes it so that we're always just one step away from the goodness, one step away from the goal. We're never quite reaching what it is we say we're working for. And it's these things that are the culprit. So when you hear them come up, don't get mad at yourself. Don't get all upset. Don't get all, oh, no, here it is. Say, ooh, get curious. What's going on? How come this is coming out of me? And what can I do to get back in my integrity? And that, my friends, is where we start the next part of the journey of boundaries and releasing ourselves from loneliness and those kinds of things. So remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you. And remember that when you're blaming or making excuses or explaining away, you're creating challenges for yourself. And remember, you deserve a life free of self-sabotage because in my world, you're the best idea God ever had. Oh, I know. So until the next episode, if someone gets it, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.